One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of See You Next Wednesday, our humble music, film, and pop culture podcast. <laughs> I'm Dan Gorman, and I want to be classified. I want to be stereotyped. Nice. I can't top that, so I'm just Casey Lyons this week. <laughs> I'm Greg. You know, some dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I am the worst at speaking. <laughs> Good thing you've got a podcast. Good thing I have a podcast. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, well, we have a lot today, as usual, to cover in an hour. We have uh, Film Roulette, a couple album reviews. I don't know why that's fucking funny, Craig. Greg. I Craig. Craig. <laughs> fucking... Uh, it's been a long day. I'm just, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got some Film Roulette um, album reviews, and we've got some shows to talk about as well. So uh, I think off the top... We have a couple of live reviews, quick ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Two of us saw some pretty heavy hitters uh, this weekend. Yeah, some uh, some very influential people. Yeah. I'll let you go first, Casey. All right. Well, uh, it is my birthday upcoming in, uh, in May. And uh, as a, a fun little birthday surprise, my beautiful, wonderful girlfriend uh, surprised me with tickets to see Elvis Costello in Windsor. Um... And it was, I've seen him, this would be the third time I've seen him. This was the best, uh, by far. Uh, and the last two were fucking amazing. God damn it. (laughs) I, I... Is this him, like, just doing, like, the kind of the solo thing? Is this with the attractions, or... Well, no, there's no, there's no attractions anymore. Steve Naive there, though? Oh, Steve Naive. Well, it it was Elvis Costello and the Imposters, which is basically... The attractions was the new bassist. Exactly. It's the guy from Cracker. Uh, is that right? Yes. Yeah, from what I've heard. Uh, I swear. I believe you. <laughs> I don't think you're lying. Why are you me questioning there? me? <laughs> Stop looking at me. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm pretty sure it's the guy. It's the bassist from Cracker. Um, all right, I'll go along with that. Uh, it was it was phenomenal. No, what this was was uh, uh, the Spinning Songbook tour. Which right. what he does is uh, he has like a big wheel with a bunch of. Uh, his like kind of like you know better known songs, Allison, Veronica, those songs were on there, but but some of his uh, lesser known songs as well. Um, and then there were these little jackpot uh, slots where um, there was one called Time, there was one called Happy. Uh, the first one to come up was Time, and he played Strict Time. Which, oh, yeah. I know, I know. Oh, oh my god, I saw him do Strict Time. Oh like, my god, I, I said to Kim, played that. Oh fuck him. you. <laughs> I know, I know, and they played it perfectly. It was amazing. Oh god, I love that song. Uh, they they did Strict Time. They did uh, Man Out of Time. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. I know. Oh oh. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Going full on Henry Thomas on this one. Oh oh. oh. Um, 
it, it was amazing. They opened with uh, I Hope You're Happy Now, uh, which is one of my favorite songs from Blood and Chocolate. The second song they did was one of my favorite Nick Lowe songs. Um, nice. Uh, uh, Heart of the City. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, like, again, they played Five Gears in Reverse. I don't yeah. like. I never thought I'd see that song live, but they did Five Gears in Reverse. That one of the little jackpot uh, slots was called Happy, which was a bunch of songs from Get Happy. One of which was Five Gears in Reverse. Yeah. Another was King Horse. Like, mm. nice. They fucking played King Horse. Live. Oh yeah. So I saw. I can't remember how long ago it was that he played the. Sl- the songbook in Toronto. I think it was a year or two. Yeah, yeah, and you it and was Bruce fucking one, yeah? awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was one of my. I was so happy to see, and I was just exiting my um, really heavy Costello period mm. where I was obsessed. So yeah. it was absolutely perfect time to see it. And uh, yeah, I was unreal to see him. He still got it, man. Oh, I mean, he's got the moves. He still has the voice. He it's still incredible. has a voice, and he he really varies his stuff up when he's uh, yeah. when he's playing live, like. Uh, um, he plays around with the vocals. Sometimes it almost seems like he's just on the edge of forgetting the next word. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it comes out so like the, it really still has that kind of like visceral punk ethic. Yeah. Uh, uh, but he, still he did with like a time. really big show because well, yeah. the songbook show. It's like there's like almost like a set, right? Uh, yeah. And people come up and there's like a go-go oh, yeah. there dancer. Was, there was thing. a go-go dancer. Um, and there was uh, like they had a little bar set up, so they yeah. bring people up to spin the wheel, and then they'd sit at the bar. And, it is and, oh, and that's watch amazing. The show. Is this coming through Toronto at all, or uh, no, no, uh, Windsor, and then uh, another, there's another Canadian date, and then they're off to uh, to the UK, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's something. Yeah, it's amazing. If it comes back, I, I would go again. Oh, oh, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Like this, this thing was like I, I sat. I felt like a like a kid. Yeah. Like I sat on the edge of my seat the whole time. Just with my mouth, uh, like I fucking hanging to the floor. I can't believe you saw him play Strict Time. I'm he so played, fucking, I know. I'm so jealous. Well, it, it was funny because like that that slot came up and it said Time, and I'm like, I don't know a song called Time. Like I didn't know so they were doing like a bunch thing. of songs with Time in the yeah. title. Uh, well, yeah, I had no idea they were doing that. I was like, is, is he covering Tom Waits? Because that would rule. <laughs> and, and I love that song, but but yeah, then he started playing Strict Time, and and you're like, do some Morris Day, Day songs. And my <laughs> cock exploded at the same time. <laughs> um, we edit that. I think that's too. Close together. That's not leaving. <laughs> yeah. We were all talking around it. There's no edit point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn it. Damn it. I um, said something about Morris Day and then your cock exploded. Yeah. <laughs> you know what happened. Um, yeah, that's amazing. He, he told a little story. Sorry, I won't go on endlessly about it, although I could. Oh, my God. Wrap it up. But there's part of me that just wants to dig that just wants to dig into you a little no, bit, I Dan, because like, uh, you don't get any, any conversation about Costello is. Mm allowed to continue uh-huh. absolutely he uh he told this story um about uh uh at christmas you know they just come off a tour and their wives were very happy to see them it's christmas time christmas day and um uh he's getting together with nick lowe who is married to johnny cash's daughter um so they were getting together and and nick lowe comes in and he's like uh get your stuff we're going over to johnny cash's and we're gonna go record a song oh. <laughs> so fucking they drop everything on christmas day and go and record a song with johnny cash oh wow That's and insane. and he was like he was like i wish the song was as good as the story <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> it was uh, anyway anyway you know i, I don't want to go on and on about it it was amazing uh kim thank you so much that was the best birthday present ever awesome and, uh, yeah, big weekend. I went and saw David Clayton Thomas, singer of Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Um, oh, wow. And 
Oh, at the it was at Sound Academy, which sucks because it's yeah. so far Sound away. Academy sucks. But it was a really great show, and it was. I went in because I only know. I went in kind of not knowing what to expect because I only know his work on the one Blood, Sweat, and Tears album, the second one. I'm not huge, but I really like that album. Yeah. It's, it's a great album. Oh, yeah. And his um, voice is phenomenal. Totally. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect because we got there, and it's it's like a very older crowd, obviously. Um, and I didn't know, is this going to be lame? Like, is it going to be one of those things where you show up and it, you feel kind of sad because it's somebody that used to be amazing and he now he's playing like you know, weird tours with just old people or whatever. But he <laughs> was uh, like, like, I don't know. He was amazing. His voice is so good still. Really? He had like a 10 piece orchestra band behind him with a fucking tight drummer. And I was really surprised. Uh, they kind of did like some really good jazz segments and stuff. It was really cool. And I'm really happy. He had a 10 piece orchestra. With yeah. Him. Yeah. Like, that's, like that's all Toronto based uh, artists because he's from Toronto. All right. So it was amazing. It was really cool, and he was telling all these really great stories and uh, like about the songs that he was playing. It was just really, really good, and uh, yeah, it was very surprising. I didn't really know what to expect, and I'm really glad that I went. Awesome, nice. Yeah, uh, and I just, I just love that Blood, Sweat, and Tears album. It's so good, and he played like a lot of stuff off it, Spinning Wheel, and yeah, yeah, lots of good stuff. So that was my weekend. Huh. I didn't see any live shows. Oh, I did forget <laughs> about uh, Record Store Day because I was out uh, apartment hunting instead. So on Sunday, I went out record store shopping, hoping to Getting find that Tomahawk doors? box set. Didn't get that, okay. but I did get uh, Weird Al Yankovic in 3D for $2 on vinyl. No yeah. way! Yeah, yeah. Well, so. that's, that's <laughs> I, have that, I have that on vinyl, yeah. I love yeah. that album. Oh, man. <laughs> that's so good. Uh, I, I call that a victory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of was, because I was so angry. I went to like five stores, like, do you have the Tomahawk box set? And they're like, no, it's gone. Like, yeah. And I was on my way home, and, <laughs> and I saw it. It was like out in front of that. What's that? It's in Kensington Market. That place is by Hot Beans. Like, they sold a lot of clothing and then, like, random records. Yeah. But it was just out there. And I'm like, oh, Weird Al. I'm like, $2. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah okay, weird. my day is better now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anything's going to cheer you up. Totally. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, before we get into Film Roulette, we're going to uh, have a couple show promos. Mm-hmm. There's some or shows show coming mos. up. Show mos. <laughs> <laughs> um, now you're thinking. Hey, some of my best friends. <laughs> yeah, we got some shows coming up. There's four of them. Um... I'll go right off the top. <laughs> I'm not going to... I don't know how to... Yeah, I don't know how to make this a segment. <laughs> I'm just going to launch into it. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, April 28th. It's coming up. Uh, California Death Rays are playing Rancho Relaxo. Yeah. And you know... Greg knows more about California Death Rays than I've I se- I've seen them a few times. So. Um, it's... Uh, you know, it's... If you're a fan of, like, just dirty, you know, uh, high-energy rock. You know what they... Re- like, actually, as their sound's evolving, they remind me of The Men. Uh, oh, okay. More than anything, it's a big kind of big fuzzy, you know, like like smelly rock. Like, blah! it's it's just got a whole lot of shit going on, and it's all aggressive but kind of fun. You know, I don't know. You it, called it smelly. Yeah, rock. it's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think that's. I think you can say that. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's, it's, it's really that's like it's rock that's definitely yeah. sweating all over the fucking place. Yeah. It's, right. it's a it's a fucking rock and roll show. You right. know, they're called the California Death Rays. It's mm-hmm. Got like, you no know, nice. I don't know. Just good old-fashioned, filthy rock and roll ethic, yeah. and it's a big, loud sound. There's not really much you can listen to online. You can find their stuff on SoundCloud, but it's just kind of some it's so live ex- yeah, excerpts yeah. and stuff. There's a couple things on there, but it's not really they don't have a an true... album yet or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're in the studio now, but uh, 
It's not a true uh, representation of what they are okay. as a band. No, because I saw them like I hadn't I hadn't seen them before, and and uh, the last time I played here, I was working, and, yeah. and I was really impressed. Oh, like, yeah, I it's really great. dug the sound. Totally. Um, great and, riffs, and then I went big and looked, drums, you know. Yeah, I, I went and looked at the stuff up online and on SoundCloud, and I, I didn't. Like uh, the two did not match yeah, at all. That because I think they had like, like Detroit Cobras, where yeah, yeah, on stage yeah. they sounded much tighter and much cooler. Than yeah, that. yeah. But well, they're a great band. If you want a good like awesome you know weekend rock show, I think they're the thing to go see. Yeah, at Rancho Relaxo. Yeah, on, honest, uh, honest, no irony rock. Totally. Yeah, or little irony. There's always a little. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Saturday, April 28th at Rancho, and then uh, Sunday, if you want to make a weekend of it, Pants and Tie are playing at Garrison. And uh, Pants and Tie are this awesome, awesome band that I feel doesn't get their due in the yeah. scene because they have played a lot. They've been around for a couple of years, I, like for a while. Oh, yeah. And they are great. They put on an awesome show. They kind of have a sparse 70s angular guitar sound, and they, uh, they're really great. And then they have this singer who is this guy dressed up in a suit, uh, like talk singing and dancing, and he, he really just goes nuts. Yeah. Um, in the best possible way. And they're great. They kind of remind me of the Talking Heads a little. I mm-hmm. feel like feel like that's the comparison that they get a lot and probably don't like. But it, well, it's apt. It's, suck it up. If yeah. Like, yeah, hey, yeah, you remind exactly. me of the Talking Heads. You're yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, nobody's comparing them to Whitesnake. They, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they can enjoy the Talking Heads comparison. But yeah, I honestly go see them. Because um, if you haven't yet, they're great. Sunday, April 29th at the Garrison. And then uh, Wednesday, May 2nd, a band that has come through here at Rancho Relaxo a bunch. Dan Wolovic, the booker here, booked them, I think, once for NXNE Alcoholic Faith Mission. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be playing at the Drake on May 2nd. And they're uh, a really cool band, kind of an orchestra indie, but done super well. They kind of remind me the way um, Honey Honey have, like, that Montreal sound done perfect, right? And this band kind of does that with like the arcade fiery sound, and, and yeah, everyone is that right? Yeah, everyone everyone that sees them says like, oh, you know, I was expecting it just to be okay indie rock, but it's that they do it so well, it raises it up, right? So yeah, they're a great band. They're they're one to check out the Drake on. Now let me ask you, speaking second. of the Drake, I've never been to the Drake, mm-hmm. the Drake Hotel down on Queen Street. Um, but I hate it. Uh, 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 am I right to hate it? It looks so douchey from the outside, and every time I look in there, I just everybody looks like an asshole. Well, as, am I like am I the asshole venue, here? As a venue, just... it's not that bad. I mean, you're you're probably talking more about the like the cafe, loungey, lounge right. stuff, which I kind of agree with you. All right, but they, there's the, the the shows that go on under underneath. There's it's, I think it's called the Drake Underground. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. It's not bad. We have a friend who does trivia there. I don't know if he does it in the underground or not, but Yeah. Th- and yeah, that was, I mean, I think <laughs> that, I that was entirely I don't think you're far off. All right. But I've seen shows there and it has not annoyed me. So I can walk by self-righteously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then uh okay, so yeah, Alcoholic Faith Mission are playing the Drake uh on the 2nd of May, and then lastly, we talked about Lee Fields and the Expressions Episode ago, last episode? Last mm-hmm. episode. Um, and on May 5th, they're playing at the Great Hall, which is sure to be a fucking great show. Yeah, we're, uh, I tickets. assume we'll all go. Yeah, yeah I really want to go. Um, that's going to be an amazing venue for them. Just a big fucking hall uh, packed with people going nuts for Lee Fields is going to be amazing. So that's May 5th. So that's just a couple shows coming up if you're interested. Mm-hmm. There you go. And uh, I guess that means we'll move on to Film Roulette. Let's do it. Thank you. 
All right, well, Film Roulette is our segment where every other week we pick two movies, a good one, probably something that's hyped up a little, and a whatever the worst shitty movie is that's out that week. Roll the dice, and uh, the two high ones get to go see the good movie, and the low guy has to go see the shitty movie. But luckily for him, when we come back the next week with our reviews, he gets to pick a album for us to review. So it could be something that he loves or something he wants to punish us with. Mm-hmm. And that's the rules of the game. All right, so this week uh, we're going to be doing our reviews first of The Hunter and Street Dance 2 3D, 3D. which I'm excited about. <laughs> but first, you know, I thought it was Street Dance 23D. Yeah. <laughs> I'm told in I'm the told year 23D. <laughs> We have stopped using numbers. <laughs> have started using I, letters. Even, I don't even know if that's the future or the past. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Well, the hunter is. Do we a, start with a good one? Yeah, yes, we do start with a good one. All right. Yes, this is uh, the movie that here. Dan and I saw. Mm. Yes, the hunter. It's an Australian film uh, directed by a guy who uh, usually works in television. From what I've read, his name is uh, Daniel Nethheim. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, it's a drama, thriller-esque um, kind of thing. Yeah, I would say weighing more, much more heavily on drama than, than the thriller yeah. aspect of it because there wasn't a lot of tension built up or anything. Okay, well, I'll say, here. this is the plot synopsis real quick so we can set it. Um, <clears throat> William Defoe plays Martin. He's a mercenary sent from Europe by a like technology biotech company to the Tasmanian wilderness, and basically he's hunting a Tasmanian tiger that is believed to be the last of its kind. And this weird biotech company wants it because it has a chemical inside it that they want. And basically he sets up camp uh, at this house uh, where these, this family is, but the dad's missing. And basically he gets wrapped up in his, their lives while he's trying to, uh, trying to find this tiger. And also... There's this logging company, and he kind of gets wrapped up in that, too. And the loggers think that he's a student that is anti-logging, so they don't like him. And there, just yeah, there's, drama, like, there's a big war going on between yeah. environmentalists and this logging company. Right. Uh, the entire town, like the small town, is their, their economy is based on logging. Yeah. Right. Uh, but there's, there's this constant barrage of greenies, they call them, yeah. uh-huh. um, infiltrating their town and, and trying to stop the logging. So there's yeah. tension there as well. So, so there's, ba- there's drama in this film kind of coming at you from all... Side, it's it's really. based on a book, and it really feels like it's based on a book. Like, yeah, I would say so. It yeah. feels like a story that maybe works better as a book. But I couldn't help but like it in a lot of different ways. And I think it's uneven, for sure. But like some of the setups seem cliche. Like It has a scene where he shows up in town, and the locals are like, Fuck you, don't get out of here, or whatever. And it's a scene that you've seen a lot. Yeah. Um, and the same thing with he shows up at this house and there's a woman who's lost her husband and he kind of befriends her and has a relationship with her family. And that's kind of cliche, too. But I felt like all of these cliches weren't adding up to cliche drama. I thought there was a lot of complex like like characterizations and stuff going on under these seemingly cliche mm-hmm. uh, elements. Mm-hmm. What about you? I... Uh... 
I <laughs> like. I want to say, oh, tension. See, I'm building yeah. tension right now. What did I think? Um, <laughs> I really, I really, 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 really liked it. I almost loved it. Yeah. Um, you're right. There were some some sort of like tropes that are that that you see in in. Mm. Um, you know, that I expected to see in, like, a Kevin Bacon movie circa 1987. But um, it, I don't know. Like, like I found it came by those things honestly. It like, did. Um, when he goes back into the bar and that guy uh, gets all up in his face. Yeah. In Kevin Bacon movie, sir. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. Quick, Quicksilver? I don't even Yeah, I'm thinking of Quicksilver. <laughs> the air up there. How about that one? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know you mean. This though. movie reminded me so much of the hair up there, <laughs> uh, the, and there was very little basketball. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean, though. Like that kind Sorry. of like '80s, like melodramatic, like character yeah, yeah, like where where, where it was okay to use these tropes because mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they just elicited cheap yeah. emotion. But they didn't, I think, in this movie. Uh, and that no, was, no, was so weird because I was watching it and these tropes came up, and I was like, really? I thought I was like watching a really cool movie mm-hmm. but then it would go with it and i believed it and it w- didn't go to cliche areas well i mean the the casting was really excellent like yeah. like willem dafoe is fucking oh, phenomenal he's great in this movie, movie. Right if there's one Sam thing to Neal. see this movie for it's it william dafoe, dafoe and absolutely gorgeous cinematography uh oh oh, oh when he's in the when he's in the forest now the funny thing is like the synopsis uh um online everywhere says that he's this mercenary um which and and when he at the beginning of the film that this is what they say kind of thing but like I, I was kind of like he's this mercenary but like I mean he's clearly like this wilderness genius yeah. like who like this trapper who knows every single little trap to set and where to set it um, so I don't really um, understand that connection well I think he 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 shows his his mercenary side very subtly like you said there's a scene in a bar where he kind of uh, like fights back against the locals and there's just very he's very good at giving you just enough right to know like okay fuck he really isn't just a guy who's good at setting traps he can fucking do something if he needs to mm-hmm. and he and he ultimately i think like later he does yeah um, oh yeah like like that that scene that you're talking about which i'm not going to talk about now uh, <laughs> was fantastic yeah and uh, i just thought the stuff of him in in the wilderness is so good and i wanted i even wanted a little bit more of that yeah yeah um it just there's there's some scenes where you just follow him in the woods and he's setting traps and he's sitting by a campfire and he's just going through the motions mm-hmm. and you're with that character and it's just so tense and so effortlessly tense yeah there's almost nothing going on that's well, I, I mean, really like it when movies do that. There's almost nothing going on, but but so much of that tension is built by by Willem Dafoe's face. Yeah, <laughs> like he, his performance is so subtle and so amazing. His the way he interacts with the family that he moves into, uh, that whose house he moves into. Um, it's it's this woman who's basically all drugged up because her husband is missing, presumed yeah. dead. Um, and, and these two children who, who are probably the most adorable children in the whole world. Like oh, the little girl, the little girl is incredibly great. Yeah. Such a good actress at uh, such a like, young age. Yeah. Like such a great, um, like, like Abigail Breslin in, um, uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Like, like I love it when a kid just plays a kid, Yeah, you yeah. know, as a, as opposed to playing a precocious child, like, oh, yeah. like Sixth Sense kid or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, so the, the 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 performances across Sam Neill was amazing. Um, he didn't have that much to do, but no. he was uh, uh, he was really good. Like especially his last scene. Yeah, uh, I thought he was really great. Yeah, I think I think overall, it's it, you're right. It's hard to say I loved it. There's so much 
great stuff in this movie mm-hmm. that when it doesn't work, I, I found myself to be really let down because I was like, oh, I was really liking this movie and then this happened and then, oh, but now I'm really liking it again. Right. So I felt like it is a little uneven. But I think it's worthy of a recommendation. Like, Absolutely. I, I say definitely watch it. Yeah. It's like um, if you like to watch just a simple linear story, which which I find refreshing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I enjoy a Tarantino movie or whatever. Where we're just going to flip this shit all around. Yeah. And <laughs> tw- scene 23 is going to be fucking scene number one. What's going on? <laughs> you don't know. Uh, but like I just love like a nice, simple, linear story. Yeah. And this is one and of it, those. It's and well told for the most part. And. Like I knew the, I I knew how it was going to resolve, um, but the, but there was some things that surprised me. Absolutely, yeah. like like honestly, I got a little emotional at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, it does get. I thought it did get a little melodramatic at the end, but it it was it it it, it earned it. Yeah, so. I think so. I think I think you're exa- exactly right. It earned it yeah. earned its sort of like melodrama, and it got me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when it comes out on Netflix or whatever, like check it out. Definitely. I think it's a good movie for, like, I mean, obviously we just gabbed about it for a while. I think yeah. it's a really good movie to see with a couple friends that are into film and, like, like have a discussion about it. Because it's right. not perfect, but it's very engrossing and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's worthy of a watch. I'm, I'm, glad we, I'm glad we went to see it. I came in here thinking, like, oh, is Casey going to have hated it? Like, because <laughs> I had such a weird conflicting thing with it when I was watching it. And I was like, this is a movie where, like... We're gonna get into it, or like, and argue about it, or yeah. maybe, or maybe not. Like, I was so on edge. <laughs> I, I assumed that we would have both liked it. Honestly, yeah. uh, uh, one thing I, I will say real quick is is one thing I find really refreshing about a movie like this because it's very uh, performance driven. Yeah. Um. And, and and a lot of those movies tend to become Oscar bait. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and this didn't. movie, this movie does not feel like Oscar bait. It, it just it feels like. Let's just tell a simple story. Yeah. And, and, and they but, really But a that. complex one in a simple way, almost. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe that's the theme for uh, 2012 movies, because the best thing I've seen so far this year is still uh, The Gray. Oh, I need to see that. I still got to see or, that. You know, yeah. Another Out in the Wilderness. I need to see mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. So, it's fantastic. I've heard, like, It's so great. Things, and not yeah. Oscar Beatty at all, but yeah. fucking Liam Neeson. Just, not even Warren Beatty at all. <laughs> hey! Good night, folks. It's a little yeah. Ned Beatty, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot Ned Beatty. Was there any live bait in it? <laughs> it was a no, but in the middle of the movie, they show uh, bait starring Jamie Foxx. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In its entirety. Yeah. Which is really weird and distracting. <laughs> and unsettling. Yeah. Uh, well, we saw a movie that was great to mm. talk about while you were sitting over there. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> And, and now a movie with, as I understand it, similar themes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is there a man who doesn't know what he should do? He's conflicted. Should he go by the rules or should he well, go you know rogue? What? You're, you're <laughs> there is a lot of that in uh, Street Dance 2 3D, oh, which I saw just before I came here, actually. So it's fresh. It is very fresh. And the whole experience was something. Because uh, usually Athena's awesome and will come see all the... Because I keep losing uh, and seeing these terrible movies Fourth with time. me. But not today. So I went alone. <laughs> I thought I went, Anthony uh, East was supposed to go with you. Yeah, I, I didn't uh, work out a schedule with him, so it's, right. you know, yeah. Um, so how was your Street Dance 2 3D uh, alone? Uh, well, it was really, like, uh, going up and asking for the ticket was really weird. <laughs> yeah, you, you mentioned that that's getting progressively harder. Yeah, harder yeah, but do. this time, like, to be all, like, you know, uh, one for Street Dance 2, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, I felt like, like, like I was paying some stranger $15 to question my manhood. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. 
Here's an extra two bucks if you want to snicker with your friends when I walk away. Uh... <laughs> one adult uh, who should know better. And then, yeah. So I walk into the theater and there's no one there. So oh. I'm just like, all right, Amazing. fine. <laughs> They're going to show this movie just for me. But then one other guy walked in all alone, too. <laughs> And you guys had a moment where you, yeah. tat, you like took your hat. And your no, I, just, yep. I didn't want to make eye contact with He's him. I just kind of let him go. I'm just like, all right. <laughs> it's like you were in a porn theater. Yeah. It's fucking weird. You should have been like podcast. Oh, my Did God. Did you lose on a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Me too, buddy. I know your pain. And he was like, no, I won. <laughs> um, so the movie is about this a- dancer named Ash who... It starts off, with, and he narrates the whole movie. <laughs> Ash, uh, he has, like, no family or something. They don't really get into it. And because he's been alone his whole life, the only thing that ever makes him feel alive is street dancing. Sure. And so Team Invincible, sorry, Crew Invincible. Please. And they're called that because they are invincible uh, by name and in nature. Ooh. Oh. And their lead guy's named Vince. <laughs> 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 Which would make them very that invincible. Like and so was, yeah. Invincible is like the number one dance crew, and they're dancing for this a bunch of people. And then our Ash walks out, and he's all like, uh-uh. And <laughs> I'm sorry, what was he He's all dressed like? like a popcorn. You said, you said uh-uh, and then you did the little I finger I did a little move. finger, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, he walks, he's dressed up like he's I a popcorn guy. your nails are bedazzled. Uh, are what? Yeah. <laughs> um... He's dressed as a popcorn guy, and he goes out like, and like you know, they're done, and everyone's. But for everyone hates. I don't know why Crew, crew Invincible is the number one crew because they finish dancing and they're the evil crew, and everyone's like, "Boo!" <laughs> no, and I don't know why they're winning because it's just a street thing underground. There's no official judges. They're right. like, "There's only two crews." So and we Ash have- comes out, and he's like, "Check it out!" And he does like a backflip at them, and totally doesn't land it. And they're all like, "Yeah, popcorn guy's an idiot." And then this weird little English dude, this little English fellow who looks like he's 14 he's like i believe in you popcorn guy and we're then they fly around the world collecting dancers and i'm like how are they paying for yeah. this not, just two dudes just, and there's no money to win in this competition but they're like rank, wrangling up all these dancers from around the world is it a montage is it's it a, a mon it's the opening credits montage oh, and there's a geez. lot of freeze frames on people Sweet. and their name comes up oh, like awesome. bam bam and you know nitro it's a fresh idea and then they have to train together, but they need something special to beat Team Invincible. So sure. they go and get a, a Latin dancer, a French Latin dancer. <laughs> uh, and she's going to infuse salsa into their street dancing. And that'll be fresh. No one's ever seen that before. And I, st- I couldn't figure out but what was going on because there was no motivation for anything. There's no big prize. There's not like a, a you know, it's not an audition where right. they can get to the next level like the 80s dancing movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's our one big shot to get off the streets. Yeah. They just got, they got to go beat Crew Invincible just because they're evil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just because they're like, they're, yeah. Th- this, the main crew sounds like the ass. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Souls in this movie. Yeah, and I, I still couldn't figure out why this Ash guy is the leader, and they call him that constantly. He's like, You're the leader of this crew, Ash. And. Uh, and he's this terrible, he's a dancer who can't act at all. He's supposed to be an American guy. I don't know where he's from, but he's in a really fragile American accent <laughs> and no charisma at all. <laughs> but uh, we I, I don't know why they've like, got all these people to like leave their homeland to come dance for Ash, who the, their manager. On the street. On the street. Right. Man, all he's ever seen him do is dress up like a popcorn guy <laughs> and not land a backflip in front of a dancer. <laughs> That's his credentials. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, I That's don't know. That's what his resume says. He's got heart, though. Ah. Popcorn man. So, so pop- kind of backflip. Sell popcorn. And, uh, almost landed a backflip. <laughs> and then so, you know, there's, they have, uh, they learn the salsa, but then they don't believe in each other, and then they do, and they've got to go do the thing. So they get to, it's the big final dance-off, uh, and it's in some huge stadium. It's like the Super Bowl. There's, you know, like, it's big. There's lots of people there. And I'm like, what is going on? What is this like, how dance did, world? How did they get to that <laughs> dance stadium? World. I know, right? And all of it, too, like, it's like this illegal underground dance circuit. Like, they get busted by cops at one point. There's no booze or anything going on. <laughs> Nobody's even smoking cigarettes. It, and the cops a, come in and, like, <laughs> like, the cops come in hard. Oh, didn't you? Take him down! It really is. It's didn't crazy. you know that this is taking place in the same town as uh, Flashdance <laughs> remake? It's just, like, down the street. <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so it's the big you know super bowl of dancing and oh. because they had a falling out but then they decide we can do it they go there but the competition's over team invincible crew invincible is won already right. but they're like no now these guys are here what's one more dance but it's over like they have the fucking trophy and like i don't get that why'd they work that in that's like if the super bowl like oh the giants just beat the patriots but wait a sec the cleveland browns are here they want to play <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> Should we let them play? Guys? Yeah, yay! <laughs> and then they do this lame salsa dance to win. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And, ah, oh, man, I don't know. And when I was first watching it, like, my first half hour I was in there, I was just laughing my ass off. I'm like, this is such a weird experience and hilarious. Yeah. But an 85-minute movie has never seemed longer. Because when yeah. I hit about 45 minutes, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> let me out of here, please. What uh, what was the 3D like? Uh, not like anything. I, actually, it was actually really annoying because it wasn't well shot. The movie, All right? And the well. lighting was really bad. So more than 3D dancing, you would get was the spotlights in the room would. You almost got that in 3D, so it kind of blurred oh. out my vision every once in a while. Mm. Like I don't know if anyone who's listening wears glasses, but if you get a, like a big thumbprint on your glasses, yeah, yeah. the way it affects light is really irritating. And it right. was that about every. Two minutes, right. <laughs> which is fucking really aggravating. So I don't know if they weren't planning to do because there wasn't any like, you know, whoa, dance move at the camera. <laughs> right. uh, but, yeah, it was just terrible. I don't know. It's not for me. I'm not I like the dancing. I guess the dancing's good. I'm no yeah. judge, though. Like somebody no, does a backflip. I'm like, yeah, wicked. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I was, say, was it at least was it at least enjoyable in that sense? Like, uh, no, there wasn't anything like crazy. Was it big choreograph. There's better dancing or? in Beat Street. That oh, crazy yeah. thing where he fucking uh, dances out of his shoes and puts him. In, yeah, it's it's awesome. All right. So bottom line, go watch. Beat yeah, go watch VHS. Beat Street and <laughs> yeah. you know breaking and breaking too. Much better. <laughs> okay, I'm here on the IMDb and I want to know how was Ella Rag as attractive woman pleading with security. <laughs> <laughs> 
good. I don't remember anyone pleading with security. I just remember the cops taking down the dancing crew. Maybe her scene got cut. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It was pretty terrible. Oh man. And they just like the the two the two main actors aren't the even the best dancers necessarily in the movie or the the most attractive. I think they were the ones who could speak English the best. Like <laughs> uh, you two, because <laughs> no one else can talk at all. Right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's a uh, you know well. Hopefully, special movie. Hopefully today you will be uh, victorious in the die. Roll. I just can't wait for part I, three. I have yeah. to tell you, I really hope that you get to see the good movie this week. <laughs> if you don't, like, I'll lose faith in humanity a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I don't, this week, I, I can, it won't ruin my heart if I lose, because I just, I know there's stuff coming down the pipe. And there's yeah. a really yeah. important week in a little while, and I'm just, yeah. I got yeah. focused on that one. Yeah, that, yeah. That's my street dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, but before we get to the die roll, let's, mm-hmm. let's not spend too much time on it, but because you had to see Street Dance 2 3D, we had to listen to was not was what up dog what up, what up dog? dog what up dog <laughs> i uh, and last week when when you when you gave this album to us yeah i was quite excited i know I you was were like uh was not was that's awesome you know you think <laughs> this is a bad album i'm quite excited to listen to it yeah man was i wrong <laughs> oh seriously and i had i i was going into this i didn't even know was not was did walk the dinosaur before so I went online. I was like, "Oh, it's an art jazz like ensemble band." I was like, "This is gonna actually be maybe it's gonna be cool," you know? <laughs> Boy, was I wrong? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's kind of what I thought as well. I was like, "Oh, you know, it's it's just gonna be weird eclectic weirdness from, yeah. uh, uh, you know, from a, a known producer." Yeah. Uh, but but instead, it was fifty-seven minutes of <laughs> smooth jazz. Oh. Like mixed with with the lamest <laughs> elements of P funk. Oh, like, oh, like like see, I didn't even go like I I I, I was hearing like Peebo Bryson. Okay. <laughs> no, but like I, and I don't mean that in the sense that I think Parliament and Funkadelic are lame. I just think like the late like the production style of their later stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Very very eighties, and this is just like very Atomic lame. Dog era. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that 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 late eighties thing, like yeah. where where everything was so painfully overproduced, mm-hmm. and yeah. there was like. The, the, like like each song has about three hundred and fifty thousand tracks on it, uh, <laughs> uh, of just like of, of horns every once in a yeah. while, and then the most the most ups- upsetting bass, like, oh, oh. just terribly like, terrible bass. In in, in the lot, most like the production, I mean, I mean the playing yeah. is great. They're all they're all obviously great musicians. Oh, absolutely, the, the musicianship is great, but but like. Like it will veer between, like I said, like Teddy Pendergrast, and then <laughs> and then fucking like this, like Paul Simon sounding thing, oh. which will go into. Uh, uh, but but everything, the the lyrical content is so <laughs> fucking inane. Okay, yeah, yeah. the lyrics. I wrote are down crazy. a lyric. Um, I was listening to it today. This uh, kind of, I heard this and I said I need to write this down. <laughs> uh, this I think the song is uh, anything can happen. Oh, that's a special one. Um, yeah. And the lyric was, she took me to her room to show me her computer. She asked me if I like it. I told her she was cuter. She wasn't that great. I apologize. That is one of the best lyrics of all. I was like, what? <laughs> and there's a dramatic pause like, before he sings, and she wasn't that great. And I was like, this... What? <laughs> Does that mean he really doesn't like computers? Yeah. Is that the point he's trying to make? And, and you're right. The... the I said I said earlier I, I, we were talking uh, online the three of us and I was saying this this album should have been a single 
And, yeah. and the, the mm. three songs on it should be Earth to Doris, Walk the Dinosaur, and, uh, and Adam, Adam, in Adam in Jail. Because no. Walk the Dinosaur, I'm going to go out there right now and say it is a legitimately fun song. It is fun. And I enjoyed every time I, it I loved came it on. when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah. <laughs> it was, well, when you're listening to the album, yeah. by the time it comes on, it's like, oh, oh yeah. thank God. <laughs> it's actually catchy. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And then Earth to Doris and Dad, I'm in Jail are just so weird. I wanted an album of that. Yeah, I love yeah. I love Dad, I'm in Jail because it's so weird and just sounds like nobody should have ever done that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Earth to Doris, actually, when I, when I first heard it uh, way back... Uh, I thought it was great because I'm like, this is crazy and irreverent. Mm. And I listened to it this time and I'm like, oh, my God, he's just trying to create like almost a more hilarious version of Frank's Wild Years from uh, Swordfish Trombones. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that really bothered me because but it, but it but in the like <laughs> because I'm an asshole. <laughs> but that did really but like Earth and Doris. Uh, on this it, album though, it was it was definitely a moment where I finally had something to, to pay attention to. Mm. You know, those yeah. were the three yeah. songs where I was able to pay attention. Oh, what about Robot Girl? Uh, robot Girl, Robot Girl. <laughs> hey, yeah. That's hey, a, guys, that's I got a song. It's about a robot girl. I actually, robot girl. I didn't listen to Our Lady Peace when I gave it to you guys because I didn't have to. But this one, I because I knew it from when I was like 11 or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I knew how bad it was. So I did actually refresh myself on it, listen to it. Yeah. Not the whole thing because I didn't have to. No, like no. I didn't need to listen to all of Spy and the House of Love. Uh, <laughs> oh, but I, I definitely I listened to a bit of it and just laughed my ass off that you guys had to uh, review this. <laughs> yeah. And I played some for Athena too. I thought it was pretty hilarious. Robot Girl was her favorite. That's a <laughs> special little tune. But uh, did you guys, uh, Shadow and Jimmy, oh, I, co-written I, by Elvis Costello? That is, that is the tie-in here. I yes. did... Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, you could really hear um, Elvis Costello's uh, influence on that song mm-hmm. because, I, like, I've been listening to Elvis Costello like, um, like, painstakingly for years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really love everything he does, but I'm also a really harsh critic. Like this, it so sounded like him just like, like phoning it in oh, and yeah. just being all like, "What you want me to co-write a song?" Uh. <laughs> also, if it's painful to listen to Elvis Costello, you should get that checked out. Uh, it, it literally is <laughs> painful. <laughs> it, it, it hurts in a couple different places. Okay, um, I don't want to talk about this album anymore. No, fuck it. Uh, and fuck you for giving it to me. I did us, not like Christy. it. Yep. And um, <laughs> I'm happy I don't have to listen to it anymore. Uh, yep. Uh, before we roll, should I give you guys your Punishment album for this week? Yes, I think oh, we should Oh, shit, I forgot. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's a very special episode of Punishment album. Oh, really? God. Yeah. Well, I was out uh, looking for records to make myself feel better. <laughs> And so uh, you get physical copies today. What? Oh, oh someone brought us presents. Yes. Oh, my I, God. I took you guys back to 88 for What Up, Dog. We're going to go one year later, <laughs> 1989. And you guys can enjoy the Batman soundtrack by Prince. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That one's I'm for excited. you, Dan I'm Gorman. happy. Are you? Yeah, so am I. <laughs> okay. Who's now, that? Vicky Vale. Casey, yeah. I know you're uh, getting on a train after this episode. Yes, I am. So I got yours. On cassette, <laughs> and, and, you, cassette. and Bobby Walkman. A Walkman. Oh my God, he has a Walkman. There you go. You get to use oh, my Walkman. Shit. Is it rewound? It. Well, I, <laughs> I tested it out to make sure it works. So it's about. Oh, look at this Walkman. Thirty seconds into the future, that Walkman doesn't rewind though, so you'll need to put it in on side two, fast forward to the end, and <laughs> okay. then flip around. Right, right, right. I, dude, I've had oh a Walkman my God. before. Yeah. I, I get. How it's to do one it. of those amazingly big sports. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> Now, like, when you first, I, like, when you first like I could take a bath with that. <laughs> when, you, when you first put, don't take a bath with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
When you first put the tape in and hit play, it is going to make a horrible squealing noise okay. that will go away. Just okay. uh, let oh, it go. This is amazing. Yeah, I, this is, yeah. Dude, this this one something. I am genuinely excited about because Bat Dance. I used to listen to the oh, shit yeah. out of that. Now song. I had this album as well when it came out, which is why I decided I wanted to pick other weird things from my childhood. <laughs> Mark and Scott Riley got it for me for my twelfth birthday, I guess. God bless the Riley. Yeah, boys. yeah. And uh, now you guys get to enjoy it. The fact that you bought <laughs> me a cassette and Walkman and gave me a Walkman blows to, my mind. With which to listen to it on, on, a on train. the train, yeah. yeah, where I will have it in my lap. Like I'm going to make sure everybody on that fucking train knows that I'm listening and, to and, a and Walkman. Please, please keep the Batman tape beside it as well. I'll put so it on the window. Like you're a, listening to. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll, I'll have it set up, set so up. That, in case people want to know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yep. Oh, God. This, yeah, this is very special awesome. for me. And now we come to our rolling of the die. Yes, let's do yeah. it. All, All right. right. This week, we are rolling for the upcoming film, The Five-Year Engagement, which is written, directed, and produced by Nicholas Stoller and starring Jason Segel. Same uh, uh, same team same who did team Forgetting Sarah Marshall. As, yeah, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And I've heard nothing but good things uh, on Twitter. People have been tweeting about having seen it. Yeah. So I think it's safe to say we're all we're all excited for that. I oh, ever should, since uh, I've seen this, uh, uh, so ever since it was in pre-production, like I've been I've been following this movie. I'm really excited about yeah. it. Yeah. And all of like every little bit of of every trailer I've seen is fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. This or, is also another week where I think the loser is going to be sad because that movie looks great, but the movie that we're picking for the loser is The Raven, the upcoming American thriller with John Cusack. Playing uh, Edgar, Allan Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe. Solving mysteries. And Solving mysteries based on his stories. Right. Yes. I feel like this one's probably going to be not like hilariously bad, or it's just going to be like a long, horrible sit in yeah. the theater. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is the director of V for Vendetta, which I didn't like. No, me either. Um, I didn't even the watch the whole thing. Of Ninja Assassin, which oh, I oh, I saw that. Hoping it would be so yeah. good because what a great title for a movie. Totally, and, <laughs> and it is not it good. Was really bad. Yeah. Um, and so much CGI blood, fucking retarded. Uh, yes, yeah, so stupid. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this movie is sitting at <laughs> does not have big promises. It's sitting at um, like twenty percent or eighteen percent or something on Rotten Tomatoes. So mm-hmm. it does not look good. No sir. Um. So. This week we're gonna roll with an actual actual die. Die. Yep. Yeah, we're doing. Uh, donated. We're taking it back. Donated yep. from a friend of the show. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Swinkles. Yep. All right. Well, so I'm gonna, Greg's I'm gonna, gonna roll go first. first. Oh, that's a five. He's got, got a five. Very good about a five. All Break right. my fucking All curse right. here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My turn. Four. Four. All right. All right. You better Casey. pray for a six, Casey. <laughs> Why were you southern for a second there? <laughs> I got the six. I got the six. I'm going to see the movie I want to see, and you're oh, going to see The Ravens. God oh, that's damn so it. nice. No, oh, it's man. not. Yeah. I'm not My happy. Life has been validated. <sighs> I think the, the real die works better. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it does. Yeah. Yeah, it does. But you lose. I'm pissed. Oh, man. Yeah. That's very uh, good. No. Right, go and see a good movie. It's been yep. great. Uh, oh, I had, to, I had to go see uh, Cabin in the Woods just to. Well, I wanted to see it, but to cleanse myself from all this horrible yeah. theater going. But man, what a great movie! Yeah, so no, you again, said, we can't really talk about no. what happens in it. No, you know, just go see it. Like if uh, if you enjoy movies, <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Oh, the anyway. Raven! God damn it! Yeah, have fun with that. No, yeah. 
All right, whatever. <laughs> does it seem? Does it seem to anyone else like John Cusack is just trying to rape his career now? No, like know. he just does bad movies now. Like, what was the last good movie he did? I can't even think about it. Let's I didn't mind 1408. Oh, I didn't mind that movie. It's all right. I I I, I, I would say I like that. Is that movie. the one with Sam Jackson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a while ago. That yeah. was 2007. Mm. Um, Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, I oh, okay. Hot Tub, Hot Time, Tub Machine. Time Machine was good. I was I liked it, but I did not love it. I did, and I, was, I did not think well, he was the best. It thing was about on. It. it was on. Uh, uh, it was on TV, uh, like a TMN or something like that. And I watched it again like a year later. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Laughed even harder. It's one mm-hmm. of those like, uh, you know, continuous watch comedies. It's mm-hmm. really easy to watch more than once, and I liked it a lot more the second time. Just yeah. laughed all the way through it. I think it's a great movie. Yeah, well, yeah, he definitely hasn't been in much uh, since. No, it's been very spotty since, uh, you know, High Fidelity. Guys, he was nominated for a Teen Choice Award for 2012. (laughs) So I think it's safe to say that's a great film. Fair enough. (laughs) And accurate, I believe. Well, we'll see what happens in December. Yeah, I'm hanging out with limo drivers. I'm telling you that. That's how you escape the apocalypse. (laughs) With limo drivers? Yeah. Have you not seen 2012? No, I never saw it. Oh, buddy. How are you going to survive? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, he won't be. He I won't saw the day after tomorrow. I thought, I thought it was kind of six of one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, no, that's <laughs> when all the snow comes. Oh, yeah, you saw the day after tomorrow, so you figure, I'll just run away from the cold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll meet but Dennis Quaid. Yeah, I'm going to uh, go find Dennis Quaid and Jake Gyllenhaal, and we're all going to go ride a wolf to safety or whatever yeah. happens in that movie. <laughs> Fuck, that movie's bad. Oh, it's terrible. Um, I may be misremembering mm-hmm. it a little. All right, well, All right. we got some albums to talk about. We mm. do. Let's, let's get out of this film roulette. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. Fuck. I am doing so good here. Yeah, I'm doing so a good long time. Yeah. yeah. Only once, too. Only yeah, once. I've only had one bad movie. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a bad movie? Yeah, yeah, he saw Mirror, Mirror. Saw oh, Mirror, Mirror. Mirror. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> um, All right, well, uh, we've got two albums to talk about today. Yeah. I say let's talk about the new Torch album. Yeah, let's do mm-hmm. that. Uh, it is called Harmonicraft. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> no. Sec- second favorite Torch album title, only to Meanderthal. Yeah. Meanderthal is yeah, a fantastic great album title. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is a great album. And the new one is very good as well. Yeah, you know, on my first listen... Uh, I was kind of, on my first impression, I was like, this might be the best thing they've done. I fucking love this album. Yeah? It's so good. I was I so stoked for it. Like, when we had these albums to review this week, I was really excited because I, I was, I like both bands quite a bit, and uh, neither one disappointed. And this Torch album, I think, is just great upcoming summer music. The riffs are fantastic. The vocals are great. And I think it's another another band that has, a like, a Killing Joke influence in there, you know, yeah. and some of that vocal approach. Yeah, probably, approach. T- for sure. Totally. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know them before this album. Okay. Uh, okay. This is my. This was my introduction. Yeah, to Meanderthal them. is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Me- yeah. When Meanderthal came out in uh, 2008, I think I read a review of it somewhere, and they said like, "Oh, it's a stoner metal, sludge metal, but mm-hmm. really poppy." And I said, "That sounds pretty cool." So I got it. Yeah, you. Lo- you were the one who got me into them. Yeah, I told. Yeah, yeah. here. Yeah. Um, and I love that album, and I don't think mm. the new one is better than than Meanderthal, but the new one is more. Awesome music from Torch. Yeah, my uh, my first uh, upon first hearing it, um, I uh, uh, I got a text from you, Greg, the other day, uh, letting me know that there is going to be a new Baroness album, mm-hmm. which I'm super excited about because fucking Baroness rule. Oh yeah. Um, and upon first listen to this, I was kind of like, it's weird how like there's there's sort of like this new sort of like sound in metal, this sort of like new stoner rock kind of yeah. sound. Yeah. Um. 
that that does definitely have like a certain integrity to it. But but I found it a little similar. But as as I started going along, like the the similar, like I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. <laughs> uh, like the, 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 like I don't know where I found those similarities. Yeah. And and I I absolutely fell in love with this album. This is going to be summer music for me, and, oh, yeah. and I'm super excited about this summer. Yeah. Because I have I this know, album I think, and I feel a new like Baroness we've said, album. We've said summer music on this uh, on this podcast a lot. But well, there's um, a lot. But there's a, a lot huge, coming yeah, out right yeah. now that that compared is to last out. summer, much better. And yeah. that's that's how I. I mean, like that. That's how I judge. Like totally. Like, even if, if an album comes out in winter, I'm just like, fuck, I gotta save this yeah, yeah. for yeah. summer. Unless it's Bonnie Vera, in which I case I have to save it for winter. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but but um, anyway, like Torch to explain to the listener, uh, they they are a metal band and and they straddle a lot of different. Although they themselves lines. do not. No, um, no, they don't. They don't identify. Identify as metal, but right. but I mean they've. Been, and it's not as abrasive as metal. No. just for anyone who hasn't no. heard them. No, if you don't they, like they, metal, they, you might actually like this. Don't worry. Yeah, for sure. They. I mean, they get described as sludge metal. They get desli- described as stoner metal. I would and, put them. I would put them under the category. But they also get described as as pop rock mm-hmm. uh, in some places. And I mean, uh, well, they, I don't think that's not. Right. But there is that element to them, and that's a good way to say like they really straddle a heavy sludgy sound with. Almost aggressively melodic. Yeah, absolutely, they, like I mean, pop rock to me is sort of like a, a watchword that that totally. Uh, you know, like, it, but like if if you take it in the truest sense of the word pop rock, it does it straddles both those camps yeah. really well and quite easily, um, without sounding like it's they're intending to do that. Yeah, and I mean, they're I mean they do they get really heavy, but they get as melodic as they do heavy so like yeah. there's moments where it's just heavy as hell and i'm on the streetcar and i'm fucking like i was listening to it on the way here and i was i really wanted to start headbanging uh <laughs> i really like two uh song six snakes are charmed fucking rock so yeah. hard and i was just like oh i'm so into this and then they uh they do a song like Oh wait, was Snakes Are Charmed? I think that might be the song that's super poppy and Reverse Inverted. Reverse it, Inverted is rocks the reverse, my Yeah, ass, Reverse yeah. Inverted. I was like, "Fuck, this is awesome!" And yeah. I wanted to rock out to it. And then that that two, song, I actually doubled up. I yeah. listened to that song a couple. And of then times. two songs later, Snakes Are Charmed, which is super poppy indie rock almost sounding in in, yeah. in places when they riff and stuff. And, yeah. And they do it so well. Yeah, I like they're really good. I'll, I I would say if there is one thing I will say about this album as opposed to Meanderthals, it is. I mean, it's not long. It's 38 minutes, but by around track 10 or 11, I start to think, like, okay, like, it starts to blend in together. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that comes with the territory, this kind it's, of music. It's well, a very it's, specific sound. Yeah. 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 And it's similar like, like the Screaming Females album being, you know. Yeah. All the songs are good. There's just, you know, maybe too many of them yeah. for one sitting, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah. they're all so good, and, and they are such a great band. And I wish, I mean, I know a couple people that are super into them, but, I mean, they deserve... To be really big, yeah, I yeah. think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this, I really but this hope... album could it could be. I think so. I launcher. hope this kind of thing becomes well. Like I mean, you know, bands like The Sword and and um, there's another band that I was uh, uh, that that I sort of identify with that sort of stoner metal rock thing mm-hmm. that's going on right now and starting to get a little bit bigger and and there there seems to be sort of like more of a worldwide scene. Yeah, uh, uh, that's happening with this kind of thing and and uh, I'd love it if this became like the next big wave of rock. Oh and yeah, yeah. Like, great. Right on. Definitely. All right. Yeah, well, so um, torch, harmonicraft, uh, harmonicraft, harmonicraft. There's a new one. Get them both. They're yeah, both they're really awesome. good. Really good. Um, awesome albums. Yeah. So grab that one. Yeah. And then also grab this next album. Yes. I mean, we've we've talked about Death Grips a lot. I feel, but but we're gonna touch on their new album. Yeah. 
Um, well, we talked about this album like leading up to it, yeah, uh, and, uh, quite uh, a bit, and it didn't disappoint for me. Uh, the, the money, money store. store, money store. Yeah, I actually think I like this better than X Military. It's different. Yeah, it's not as dark as uh, X Military. Yeah, but, but I, I, I was thinking today, I don't want to call it accessible. No, but it is. Still it is a, crazy, like a half step towards it. Yeah, you know. Uh, I, I wasn't crazy about it. No, really, I was not crazy about it. I am it shocked. It starts off. Uh, it starts off with um, get uh, got with get got get 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 got, which is so awesome. Like that hook I is love amazing. That song. Yeah, and and I'm like, all right, <laughs> it's happening. Uh, and and as it went on, I just found it more and more and more of the same. Wow, I I, I couldn't disagree more. Uh, I think the album takes like a pretty weird turn about halfway through the song. It's yeah, good, like a different vibe to them. Uh, like bitch, please is just oh man, I like that so song. awesome. Yeah. And then and the last track uh, is Hacker is outrageously it's, weird. It's crazy, it's so crazy. Oh my god, that uh, little, he's gonna lick your spot or whatever yeah. that he's talking about teaching midgets how to swim. And yeah, oh my god, fucked. so weird. They're yeah. like to me, they're, they 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 sound like the uh, the the scary hip hop version of Tim and Eric. Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's so erratic and quick that moving. I don't know, perfect. and when I don't, when, even when I don't understand what's happening, I'm still pretty sure it's awesome. You yeah. know, <laughs> see, I, like that—that that was the thing. There was a lot of crazy stuff happening, and I'm not going to say like it was posturing or 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 sort of poserish or anything, but I just found myself not really caring. Like I'm like, yeah, huh. this beat is interesting, but it's not affecting me in any way. It's huh. not like it's not getting me excited. I, I'm I just, think like, you should. Uh, I think track. you should roll through the album a couple more times because I I kind of felt that way when I first got ex military. I didn't really listen to it very I like much military i went uh, but i went back yeah. to it interesting uh, and it really worked for me because i think the album really just cruises along there's highlight songs throughout it like yeah. uh, I feel, I, i've seen footage is wicked the oh cage. that's why i did not like yeah. it. oh, I did not like oh I love that too. the um, cage is weird and fuck, oh, really weird i love it yeah punk, I, punk um, weight's a strange thing i like that too i i punk weight i didn't like. I'm, I'm also surprised but not uh, shocked that you didn't like it because I feel like I've gone through the ringer with these guys where I was so put off with ex-military when I uh, first heard it and then I pushed through because we were going to talk about it on the podcast and I, and I, and I came around on it but I, I think when we last talked about it I was still kind of on the fence about it mm-hmm. and this album has totally pushed me over the line where I'm actually going back and like fucking throwing this album on mm-hmm. in my room when I need to do some work or whatever oh, yeah. and, and it's still inches me towards a panic attack sometimes if I'm, <laughs> if I'm listening on headphones or whatever there have been moments where i like i gotta take a break right. but but i am starting to actually enjoy it and want to listen to it like i put on like get got and the fever mm-hmm. uh and just crank it and be like fuck yeah like such oh, a good yeah. beat like I'm, oh yeah i'm i'm now enjoying it the way that i feel like i couldn't earlier and i totally and maybe you'll never get that uh, i don't know because knows? i don't i don't know that i'm gonna spend that much more time with this album the thing is i found ex-military i found um uh, had this sort of patchwork quality to it mm-hmm. that that I really dug. This just seemed like these kind of not not normal everyday kind of beats. Like the beats are really weird and everything, yeah. but but I just found them. I I just found the beats really um, uh, forgettable and and, and like, yeah, that's... they didn't stand out to me at all. Yeah, I couldn't huh. disagree more. Yeah. I feel like they've pulled it together, and I like them more for it. Right. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's I don't interesting. For me, this is the first like realistic contender for album of the year up against. No, I don't nothings. know if I would go Jesus, with that. Really? No, I love but it. I think it's just. Uh, it I don't is, know. I love every up. song on it. It's yeah. just great. It's up there. It, it's it would be within it would be within my uh, like grouping of albums where I would be like these are something that I'm going to think about. Yeah. Like, well, I'll push through. Maybe you know. Yeah, I'd give it a couple more listens. So first, I, I, I mean, it's a lot to take in. There's yeah. a lot of weird stuff going on, and it doesn't. Uh, 
it isn't like a common hip hop album at all, you know. No. So it's it's one that it was like on listen, you know, straight through like four or five for me that mm-hmm. I was just like, ah, oh, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, like the fever. Holy shit. Yeah. First listen, I was like, yeah, that's cool. But then event like I was listening to it on my way here today, and that song just uh, makes you want to like just strut or fight somebody, you know, it's just, <laughs> or both, both. <laughs> strut fight, strut fight, yeah, strut fighting. <laughs> The new underground sensation. <laughs> that's, well, that's that's street dance three right yeah. there. Do you know where your kids are? <laughs> strut fighting under the gardener. Oh, I guess I should be worried. Uh... <laughs> yep. Oh well, that that about covers it uh, in terms it. of um, mm. what we've got written down to cover. We're at, we're about at an hour. Yeah. Is there anything else? Yep. Uh, anything else we want to touch on today? Nah, we got to put Casey on a train. <laughs> I got to get on a train. I got to go celebrate my grandmother's 96th birthday. Nice, oh, wow. that's awesome. It's uh, it's quite a quite a, a landmark for the for the old lady, and I'm assuming that she she's will a fan be, of the show. I she is a yeah. fan of the show. <laughs> Avid listener, Happy Ryan birthday, Ryan. Nan. Um, <laughs> Uh, I hope that you call me by my name and not Dave, <laughs> which is Aww. something that she does occasionally yeah. call me. <laughs> awesome. That's, yeah. yeah that's a, She's a wonderful old gal. Yeah. Well, um, okay, I'm going to leave it on this note. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to my friend Tom. Uh, I have a friend named Tom who's an absolutely avid listener. Oh, no I, had, I had a chat with him this weekend, and we were just talking about the podcast, and he had a lot of nice things to say. And oh, so awesome. he, he loves the show, and, and he listens... Literally every week. That's pretty oh, that's awesome. Be What's up, to this Tom? Right now, I think it'll be fun. Just to say, yeah. Yeah. thanks Fuck for listening, a, man. Fucking a, buddy. Yeah, yeah. we're guess. like gods to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, I'm gonna get on a train and listen to a fucking Walkman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, get hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. See you oh, next yeah. Wednesday podcast, but just the first letters. Yeah. S Y N W P C. <laughs> that is getting smoother every week. Every time. <laughs> Eventually, we'll just say it perfectly. <laughs> All right. Uh, See you next Wednesday, guys. Bye-bye. Take it bye, easy, Internet. internet. Hello, and welcome to another podcast. <laughs> I fucked it up, and it's written down. <laughs> Awesome. (laughs) Oh, that's a deleted scene. (laughs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.